family, tonight, uh, back in popular demand, we're going to revisit, and I guess in a little bit more depth of a previous episode, conversation, or topic here. Tonight, we're going to talk about what can a brother, sister do for me. We weren't created to live by ourselves in our own universe. We were created to build tribes, communities, relationships. We were meant to help each other, be the best person that we can be, be each other's eyes when we lose sight, help each other up when we're down. There's nothing really an individual can do by themselves and live long term. We as humans were designed and or created to work with someone. The term brother, sister, is an obligation, not a title. It is equally important, the relationship, as it is a responsibility. We must help each other, love one another. I'm your keeper. I'm your brother. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Good evening. Hey, good evening. Hello. Can you hear me? I hear you. Ah, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. So the topic is, is what can a brother do for me? We're talking about in terms of, am I my brother's keeper sort of thing? We're talking about in terms. Yeah, okay. Yes, we are. In regards to... Brother or sister's keeper. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, first and foremost, what comes to my mind is is holding me accountable. Um. Everything, you know, holding me accountable, holding my feet to the fire. You know, when I say I'm gonna do something, you know, and I've I've shared that with my sister or my brother, then, you know, I would I would think that. They are going to stand by me and hold me accountable for that um, in every aspect, you know. So, right. And it, I think um, their brother and sisters, you know, if we can lift each other up, like you said, when we're down, lift each other up and, you know, kind of stand in the pain along with you because you knew you weren't meant to be. In this world alone I mean that, I do believe that there are some things Such as trials and tribulations And even blessings That you're going to go through And experience alone But overall in the grand scheme of things um, You know you, You're you meant to Have that community So to speak Absolutely You're meant to coexist with someone essentially. Right. Is that what I'm I agree. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we have another caller. One six seven seven. The mic is live. Good evening. Good evening. Hey, good evening. I apologize for the inconvenience. Um, I just tuned in, and I'm sorry. What is the topic of discussion this evening? 
what can a brother, sister do for me in terms of being your brother's keeper or your sister's keeper? What kind of brother or sister keeper are we as individuals? What can a brother, sister do for me in regards to being your brother or sister's keeper? Okay. Well, if I understand the question, I'm at the question correctly. What can a brother or sister do for me in Mm -hmm. terms of being a brother or sister keeper? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, well, I kind of have to respond to that a little bit of a statement, and I hopefully, hopefully it'll make sense. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. So first of all, I'm asking myself, what can I do for my brother or my sister as their keeper, and I believe the strongest thing that we can do for one another is pray. Pray for one another. Keep each other lifted up in prayer. You know, I had someone tell me one day I was uh, smoking a cigar, and she said, oh, I bind that smoking spirit. I pray that you stop smoking. And I asked her, I said, why would you do that? If I don't want to stop, why would you pray for me to stop? You should pray for me to find my lighter or to find my cutter because I want to smoke my cigar. You can't pray for me what you want me to have. You should pray for me for what I want. Correct? So if you're my Uh sister and we're going to have these conversations, shouldn't we be on the same accord when you pray for me? Uh, that's a, that's no, that's what you. I'm just giving an example. Because, well, I'm gonna pray that the Most High holds you in the hollow of His hand, um, protect you, leads you, and guides you. Now, the rest of it that won't stuff, I personally believe, won't get us in trouble. So, what you want, you go ahead and pray for it. But I'm gonna pray for what I believe you need. Furthermore. We need to be careful when we approach someone regarding an activity that they're participating in. Mm-hmm. My my mindset regarding you smoking cigars, it don't cost me nothing. You pay the mm-hmm. cost, you know, you that's your habit, you pay for it. And when you ready to quit smoking, you'll pray for your own self to quit smoking. Okay. I can dig that. Now that's a sister. I'm going to pray for what it is that you want. I am. In the event that I'm going to pray for your health, I'm going to pray for your well-being, I'm going to pray for your success, and I'm going to pray that you have the strength, right, to ask for the help when you need it. I'm going to pray for you to ask for the help or for the strength when you're weak. I'm not going to impose my wants on you. That's very disrespectful. Um, okay, I, I see your point of view. I, so my question to you is, 
do you consider it to be disrespectful for me to, my prayer to be that the Most High holds you in the hollow of his hand? No, not at all. Because I, I want because that as all well. Of, all of what you all of what you said is positive. So, yes, I really appreciate that. And that's all I'm going to pray for. You know, what it, what your path in life is, I don't know. I don't know what your purpose is. So, you know, my prayer is let, let the Heavenly Father's will be done. Period. That's, and I guess, that's the respectful part. But we overlook that part, right? We try to impose ours. And that's not really brotherly love. That's kind of conditional. It's like, as long as you're doing this, what I want you to do, I'm going to love you. I'm going to pray for you because this is what I'm praying for. But if you love me, you're going to pray for me whether you agree with it or not. You may not condone it, but you're going to pray All I ask is from a brother to a sister, pray for me to be a better individual based on God's standards and not our own Amen. individual standards. Amen. Because nine times out of ten, we'll fall short. Right. And being true, brother exercising true brotherly sisterly love, doesn't that mean we need to exercise agape love? That's the most difficult. That's that's where plenty of us fall short. Speaking of agape love. Miss Quick? Hey, I'm with you. What what is your definition of agape love? Um, I'm gonna have to look that up on you. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand there for right now. All right. Within Christianity, it's to be, Christianity. Oh, go ahead. It's agape. It's considered to be love originating from God or Christ for humankind. In the New Testament, it refers to the covenant love of God for humans as well as the human reciprocal love for God the term necessarily extends to the love of one's fellow man that covers a lot uh, everything to me um, and uh, I, I must apologize. I'm, I'm currently driving. Um, is the first commandment that where does where does the commandment to love one another falls in there? What number is that? I don't know, but I know it is in there. It, it's one of those that are pretty high on the list that we also we have to love one another. If I'm not mistaken, that's the first commandment. If you give me just a moment, uh, while I'm stopping at this light, I'm going to look it up. Wait a minute, I got this man to do phone. I can do it while I'm on the phone or while I'm talking. 
Okay. The two commitment is I am thy God, thou shalt not have any strange gods before me. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Remember, keep the holy day Sabbath. Honor thy mother, thy father. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. There, thou shalt not bear witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. Is that all ten of them? That's ten. Uh-oh. I gotta do some research because I understood one of them was that we were to love one another. It says essentially, love thy neighbor. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's the one. That's the one. I think essentially... Go ahead. I'm sorry. You go ahead and elaborate. I think essentially we have to just remember that we got to remove ourselves from the situation. We Amen. We can't stand in for God. But we oftentimes when we pray, when we ask something of our brothers or sisters, it's usually something that God have will and only able to provide. You know what I mean? Um, hopefully, I'm, I'm, I'm applying in the right context. At the ending of the Lord's Prayer, the one in Matthew, let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, that's definitely ways. Um, so, towards the end, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You want me to repeat it? Okay. But even in that, we we overlook the that will be done. We ask for God's will to be done. But yet we kind of curse God, if you will. When we don't get our way You know what I mean When a loved one dies We curse God But we turn around and ask For his will to be done Because as We The human or the fleshly side of us Don't always line up with the spiritual side So you know and in our selfishness, when we pray, we ask for what we want 
for we ask for the will thy will to be done, his will to be done, hoping that his will lines up with what we want. And it doesn't always. You know, like I think one of you said it, like we, we continue to insert ourselves. Um, even when we pray for ourselves, when we pray for others too. But even when we pray for ourselves, we we insert ourselves um, in our prayer. Mhm. Amen. I, I must tell the truth and say the devil. I ain't gonna. I'm gonna have to agree with you, Miss Quick. Yup. Unfortunately, there have been some times that I prayed and it didn't with my. But if it didn't work out, well, maybe that wasn't good for me. Maybe it wasn't him. But you know, it's funny because sometimes it works out not the way that you're looking for it to. Okay. Does that make sense? So oh, yeah. I was I was raised as an only child. And oftentimes and plenty of times I've prayed for siblings, if you will. And I was blessed with the siblings, didn't recognize it at the time because they wasn't buried by my mother. But I had the siblings because, remember, brother or sister is not just a relationship. It's an obligation. So I was raised with my cousins who were my brothers and sisters at that time. And still to this day. So he essentially gave me what I asked for, but because my young mind was so limited, I was thinking that it had to come from my mother's womb. That kind of takes me back to, hopefully I'm naming the right group, Sister Sledge, we are family. That's it. And the thing is, although they were biologically my cousins, we all essentially had the same upbringing. So to have us all together, although we may not all look alike, our mannerisms is pretty similar. Now that's sibling love or what have you for your because we were all raised under the tutelage of Mama Dot, Catherine McDaniel, and Willie Mack. And John Ford, of course. Uncle John, for sure. So once again, we throw brother and sister around. But we forget that it doesn't require you to share the same blood 
to be brothers and sisters. And the Bible often speaks about brother and sister, especially when you're talking about love. Um, you know, love your brother. It it does not, like you said, there's no, it doesn't place limitations on on brother. I think it speaks in general, like, you know, love your brother because we all are one body under Christ. So if you, you know, if you really look at it and then look at the scripture for what it is, we all refer to each other as brother. Yeah, that's true. I think the only uh-huh. I'm sorry, go ahead. You you could go. I think we forget once again, we add carnal into it. We add flesh into it versus remembering that God moved spiritually. Okay. So to our own carnal understanding, that's the reason why I believe we pray for God to um, essentially destroy the flesh and let the spiritual flourish. You know what I mean? Amen. Right. Mm -hmm. So that way, it won't be any conflictions It'll just be on a spiritual level versus a carnal level. Because, as the saying goes, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We're weak to so many temptations. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. And even truthfully, nowadays we're fighting more spiritual warfare than we are carnal. We are, but the unfortunate part is is because you have so many um well so much spiritual disconnection because of religion. And um, disagreements in within religion, you know, it's it's hard for one to recognize uh, the fight that is spiritual, whether it's carnal. So, yeah. it's you know, we tend to, you know, if if you if you don't know about spiritual warfare or spiritual um, battle, then you know, you don't you don't know that you can overcome through prayer and, and rejoicing. You know, you tend to think that you have to do something um you know, you have to reinvent the wheel in order to, to overcome. When you in actuality you don't. Sometimes it's a matter of falling on your knees and saying a prayer and and, and rejoicing in that. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. You spoke volumes when you said there is so much spiritual disconnection. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, it's sad, you know, unfortunately, because oftentimes, you know, you see things going on and, 
and hear about all this, all the shooting and all of the unfortunate suicide amongst children and and different things like that. You know, that is spiritual warfare. You know, there's nothing news media, the president knows. You know, there's nothing they can do about it per se. It's it's a matter of banding together as not as Christians, not as, you know, Muslims, not as, you know, not in your separate religion cultures, but banding together as people, as one body to say one prayer to God and overcoming this. But then you have so many different groups that can't agree on who they pray to or how they pray, whether they fall on their knees, whether they lay down. You know, you have so many disagreements and disconnections. It's People don't don't understand that. Look, a prayer to me, a prayer is a prayer. You know, you say Allah, I say God. Okay, it's it's going to the Most High. That's Amen for me. Um, you know, but I think that if if we could come together and do that, then you know we we start winning these these small battles. And uh, we could almost prevent a war, so to speak, with with that alone. I agree. I agree. Because we must remember that when you have conversations about different religions, uh, sectors, Mm -hmm. you bring confusion and and argument. Mm -hmm. And God isn't in the midst of confusion. Mm-mm. But in the Bible, in the Quran, uh, in the Torah, it doesn't say that any religion will send to heaven. Religion won't get you there. It's the spiritual relationship that will move. And God is in the presence of spiritually. Evenly, he said, Two or more gathered in my name, I'll be in the midst. Not in the midst of confusion, but gathered in my name, I'll be in the midst. And Matthew 21, verse 22 says, And all things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. So, I mean, I guess, you know, those things, you know, you gather. And and he'll be in the midst. You ask and, and you receive, you know, and believe that, you know, the all powerful, the all knowing is going to, you know, come through, pull through and, and answer those prayers. You know, that's how you that's how you tackle spiritual warfare. And, you know, the, the religions and the and all of that stuff, I think that's that's a distraction. I think that, that was that was designed and um, simply to cause confusion and distraction and, um, you know, it interrupt 
what we are actually supposed to be doing, which is standing as one people. Amen. I love it. I agree with you. I agree with you. Once again, we remove God and then plant ourselves. Mm-hmm. We put our ego instead of God. Oh. Mm-hmm. The conversation we had a few weeks, maybe a month ago, how far could we go without our ego? There we go. Remove our ego, mm-hmm. remove our toes, and put God, the will of God. And as your brother, you know if you're wrong, I'm going to be there, and I'm going to say dead wrong. But we want to get through this. Lord, guide us, help us out of this. If you're right, I'm there to rejoice with you. Good job, sis. Let's celebrate. Lord, keep keep it up. Keep the strength. Keep my sister focused on her next goal. Amen. Right. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. And I think we even had a conversation once before about, you know, how come, why is it we we don't lift each other up? You know, and, Amen. you know, one of us gets a new job or gets a job, you know, and I'm excited about it. Yet, you finding ways to kind of kick me down. Like, oh, you working at such and such? Oh, well, that's good. But I heard, you know, like I heard they don't pay much. Or I heard you got to work, you know, all these hours just to be able to make ends meet. Why can't you just be happy that I got a job, you know? Amen. And it's, it's just, you know, it's disheartening to to hear those type of comments when you are, you feel like you just got a blessing. And they basically, you know, you sharing your good news and your blessing, and they basically just kick you right on back down in the bucket. Now, I agree with that, and that we have had the discussion. But regardless, that just tells you that this is not a person that I want to be around. This is not my sister. This is not my brother. Because if this was my brother or my sister, they'd be happy for me. But we, we were programmed. We are being programmed that there's got to be a best. We always must be in competition with one another. Why can't you be great and I be great? Why can't I be the right. best me? And you be the best me. We can't coexist as the best individual or persons. That doesn't make sense to me. But that's not of God, oh, is it? You know, no, let's, it isn't. Let's, you know, let's, so if the Bible says, and, and when the Bible talks about loving your brother, he's not just talking to me. He's not just talking to you. He's talking to them, too. So if you are, you know, many many folks walk around here and proclaim the name Jesus and, you know, 
call themselves Christian or call themselves godlike and loving and you know, um, but then like you said, when it comes down to it and you're sharing your good news, that person is kind of, you know, kind of knocking you down. Well, you said that's not your brother, but let's think about this. The, they're saying that they are of God. They're saying that they live a Christ-like life, but yet when I'm sharing my news with you, you know, there, there's some type of, what do you call it, um, jealousy animosity. or animosity, you know, yeah, coming across. Now, is the Bible just talking to me when it says love that brother? Or, you know, some people, you know, back to what we insert ourselves, some people like to pick and choose which part of the Bible they, they represent. True. Oh, for but sure. Had... I was like, please go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I, I guess I can only share what I experienced, but I was no person in the classroom. I remember from kindergarten. If you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Yeah. Yeah, I learned that same thing. <laughs> you right, right? But be mindful that there's the characters in the Bible, i.e. Cain and Abel. So maybe someone has taken that teaching or that lesson versus God's lessons. But how do you take okay, that's that's in the old testament, right? How do you how do you take how do you take the Bible apart? How do you pick it apart and decide you know, what you're going to live by. You know, if, if you're going to, if you're going to read in my mind, if you're going to read the, the before Christ, you need to read after. I and agree. Isn't that what the New Testament and Old Testament is about? This is, this is how you live before God gave his son. This is, this is how things were. This is, um, you know, and then after you know, because there there are some differences in the before and the after. That's true, but there's also there's some, some similarities in as well. There are some similarities as well, but there are some differences. You know, there are many um, things that that we are being programmed subconsciously, and I remember having a conversation earlier today where. If you look at television, the fair-skinned or lighter skin is being promoted more than the dark skin. And we all require an image, but we all don't get the same promotion. We don't get in the same publications. The darker ones don't get the same as the lighter ones. That's by design. So wow, there we go. Design? Oh, that's that's systematic. Oh, that's system. Right, but that's not by God's design. No, it isn't. Because by God's design. 
I created these in the image. Yeah. See, like, I mean, I, and that is true. You know, like, I, I can't even dispute that. The, the fair-skinned folk do seem like, you know, they get they get more. You know, they, that's what you see on TV. That's what you see on the commercials, on different advertisements, and, you know, different things like that. But the truth is, truth be told, I'm, I'm, I'm fair-skinned. I could, but the thing even about being, you know, and husband, you and I have talked about this before, and um, sister, I'm sure you know, that the black woman can have any color of baby. She don't have to be, like, a light-skinned woman or a fair-skinned black woman is not going to only produce light-skinned children. I did You know, and and for me, it's like, don't get me wrong. I mean, I understand, you know, when someone first looks at you, the, the first thing they see is, is the physical characteristic. But, you know, for, for people who look and judge me based off my shade, hue, um, you know, like they, they, they're serving themselves in injustice. That's true. You know, to to think that, you know, a, a darker skinned boy is not as well spoken or as, you know, intelligent as a fair skinned boy. Like or a dark skinned girl isn't as beautiful as a light skinned girl, so she can't or she can't be a model because she's too dark. You know, like who who even said that? That's just that's just crazy. Black is beautiful. It's, I don't care what shade you are. I think humanity itself is beautiful, and it's more beautiful. True, but we're talking about express love. Yeah, but we were talking about specifically how much love, or you know. Attention! One shade gets over the other. I, I hear what you're saying, and we're having the same conversation because the system try to make a difference when actuality, God only concerns Himself with humanity. So we can't let right. anybody else tells us there's a difference. Right. Period. The Bible didn't even talk about skin tone or complexion. No, it Does doesn't it? talk about hues. It no. talks about when it when it refers to a man or a woman, it refers to just that, a man or woman. It doesn't say anything about a hue. So there again, we as people interject ourselves. And what I do know is when we have that spiritual connection, 
what's meant for you is meant for you. Mm-hmm. When prayers go up, blessings come down. Do you agree or disagree? Absolutely agree. And I've seen that numerous times, times upon times upon times again. Amen. Especially when we all line up and on the same accord when we pray. Amen. It penetrates more. It goes further. It goes higher. Because remember, when we hold hands, essentially, he's right there. I agree. But it saddens me that we allow other people or systems to tell us that we're not equally important. We allow the system to tell us, no. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that person. Go get yours. No. That's not what we were designed to do. We were designed to offer a hand to help that brother up. And if he mm-hmm. don't get up, it doesn't mean stop. It means keep on. And when you come back by, try to offer him another hand. Because if you leave a brother in the same position or situation, that you found him, what type of brother or sister are you? Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were designed to be in our own universe. If that's the case, why did God create a Why did Cain have Abel? Period. Yeah. So, I'm going to take it a step further. I think my sister was trying to say earlier, not necessarily trying to say, when we ask, what can a brother or sister do for me? Pray. Pray with me. Absolutely. Hold my hand. Help me through. Stand in the paint with me. Or shield me from whatever. And when I say shield, I'm not meaning stand in and cover me, but cover me in prayer. Cover me in the mm-hmm. cloak of prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she know I smoke a cigar or me a light. I'm just saying. But love me all the same. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate because I think that, you know, most times we, we look at, you know, like, you know, she looking, ooh, I'm going to pray for that smoking 
spirit. Well, I'm going to pray for your judgmental spirit. Ooh. Now what? <laughs> you know, because that's, you know, you can't look at me and say, you're going to pray for my smoking spirit. You know, when you don't know me, and I'm not making excuses, you know, you, you do what you do. Like a sister say, your smoking don't, it ain't coming out of my pocket. You know, it ain't, it ain't got nothing to do with me. You know, that's between you and your God. But so often we look at people and say, ooh, I'm going to pray for your, you know, your short skirt. Well, what if that's all the lady, you know, somebody gave her that because she can't afford anything. So we, oftentimes we look and we want to pick and choose what we pray for, but we want to pray again according to what we think is inappropriate, not according to words. Right. You know, so, you know, ma'am, thank you, but no, ma'am, I'd rather you didn't pray for me. (laughs) You know, so, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's kind of one of those things where I'm scared of your prayer. You can pray for my smoking spirit. You know, I don't know what kind of spirits you carry or, you know, what kind of demons or what kind of ailments you carry. Like, but you going to pray for that for me? You know, so um, we have to be careful. You know, we have to be careful not to be so judgmental of of others' situations and what they're going through um, because, because we don't know what their life is like. We have no right. idea Amen. what their walk is like. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm going back to that particular day, and there was a sister, my sister, who was standing there who knew this person who was deep in the church and did not interject to stand in the paint for or with me. Now that I'm sitting back, I'm like, damn, that kind of blow me away. Yeah, so you're supposed to hold. Go ahead. Physically, you'll fight anybody under the sun. But to correct somebody who's supposed to be spiritually, you won't. So I fall back and I ask or reflect, what kind of sister is that? When I needed you, you wasn't there. I mean, we got to get, you know, and then, and that's the thing, too. As as women and men of faith, you know, we got to get more comfortable with addressing when someone is wrong, um, especially in the word. You know, it's funny because we can, you know, say we could be in the club and, and see, you know, somebody – you know, dancing and we'd be like, oh, you wrong for that, you wrong for that. But when a Christian folk come by or a Christian person or what have you or whatever comes by and, and passes judgment of any sort or says something out of line with God or out of the, you know, out of out of the word, so to speak, you know, we don't, we don't rush to correct them. You know okay, what? Why can't we say? Go ahead. 
go ahead. Is it my responsibility to correct them, or does the word, if they've been studying the word, correct them? Because from what I understand, judge not, lest you be judged. By the judge. same standard she judges someone else by, she'll be judged by. Mm-hmm. So what can't okay, you just you say that? Like, you know, if they pass, can you just say judge not, let's, you know, let you be judged? That's word. Why, why, why do you have to say anything? If they're a Christian, they know the word. My Bible teaches me, be still and know that I am God. I guess My I'm responding is, to his question of the sister not, you know, not jumping into his defense. Because, I mean, it, now I get what you're saying. I guess I'm just asking the question because... So often we'll call somebody out on something else, but we won't call them out when they step out of line, step out of the word. You see what I'm saying? Like from from one sister to another in Christ, and you and I should be able to have a conversation. And you know, you'd be like, sister, you know, the word don't say this, don't say that. You know, you should be able to to educate me if I'm if I'm wrong or if I'm passing judgment um, or you know operating outside of the word. But we don't. We we do say stuff like that when it comes to, you know, like somebody walking around in their pants hanging down. Like you know, we'll we'll try to correct that, but we won't, you know, kind of correct what we know to be true versus someone a little off the, you know, a little out of line. But I promise you this: if I would have cussed her out. Because that's what I'm known to do. Then everybody around me would have been judging and praying and wanting to lay hands. But once oh, you. again, you can't pick. Absolutely, you can't pick and choose. When you're out of line, and I meet you being out of line, you can't all be upset at me because she's sister so and so. A minister, so and so. Because regardless of your title, wrong is wrong. Judgment is judgment. May I elaborate? Please do. If you would have chose to cut this right stranger out, my brain was going to say, that's the A-B conversation, see your way out. And I would have started bending my knees. I would have been praying for you and walking on. Because nowadays in our current society, is it safe to cut somebody out? You don't know what they're packing. What did the people who walk in Walmart, the man that shot them up? What about in Ohio? Those people were going on minding their own business, and they lost their lives. But you think that, you know, you're so confident in yourself, you're going to cuss out a rain stranger? My God blesses me with better sense. Yep, I will. I will. You suspect me, I will disrespect you. And I know it's not right. I'm not saying it's right at all. All I'm simply saying is, if you know I'm a, quote, unquote, in this situation, you should step in and say, no, sis. You're wrong for that. That's all I'm saying. As your brother, you my sister, you knowing that she's wrong better than I know she's wrong, 
I'm going to go to my place of comfort, my level of comfort, which is you come at me, love, I'm going to come back at you, love. That's a very important level of comfort. What's the word? Your level of comfort. You're going to go to your level of comfort, right? Your level of comfort may not be mine. Because oh, and that's for sure. Saying, sister, you are out of line. She come out the side of her neck, and I don't know, at a different angle. And unfortunately, we've seen so many times very simple things. They escalate. But if both of you are, there should be a certain level that you meet on. It's just like if me and one of my frat brothers are having a conversation and you walk up. And he say something to you out of line. Whoa, frat, hold on. You know, that ain't what we do. You know what I mean? Okay. What's so wrong with holding a brother or sister accountable? Like the men just said earlier. But you just McCarthy. provided a clear cut. Association. You said your frat brother. Now let let let's kind of let me let me understand. So my sister disrespects you, and I'm not gonna correct her. My sister or my frat sister? Yeah, I am out of line to not correct her. But if this is someone that I definitely know and have had associations with, yeah, it is my obligation and responsibility to correct that person. Because you did not disrespect her, she disrespected you. Yes, she needs to be corrected. This is someone that I know, just like you know your frat brother. Absolutely. Do I have to correct them instead? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. But the whole point of the matter is we can't be there or be held at disregard. When a person is happy or crying or sad or what have you, and not be there on the in-between, if we're consistent, there will be no question or confusion. We have another caller, 8473. Your mic is live. Okay, he'll join us when he wants or comfortable. But I know this person, my sister, very well. I've seen her stand up against every giant. But when it comes 
when it came to that moment. I'm not judging. I'm identifying. But my point is this. If I'm your brother, I'm your sister, and I'm sorry, you're my sister. If I see you in a situation, I'm supposed to help you. If you're on the side of the road with a flat tire, how can you look me, how can I look you in the face the next time we see each other? Knowing that I didn't stop to help you while you were on the side of the road. What type of brother am I? That's a loaded question. <laughs> we're far off. I loaded. Miss Quick, what's your thoughts? I think that. One, we do have to be we we have to do a better job um, as people at holding each other accountable. Again, you know, it's one of those things where, and of course, you got to do it within your comfort level. But it's one of those things where, if you and I are in, in a conversation and you're wrong about an article you read, or you know, and, I, and I'm sitting up there. And I can I can tell you, and I can pull the article up. Um, I think it's the same kind of situation where if you're wrong in the word, or in in an action that you just done, and it's not in accordance with with the word or or how we should live as a faithful people, then I need to be able to call you out on that. And the relationship that you and I have um, as brother and sister you should be able to respect that we can go ahead and move on. Um, obviously, again, that has to be within our comfort level. Um, but for, you know, a situation such, such as yours, where the sister, you know, made the comment to you and, you know, you got somebody standing right beside you who, who has a different kind of relationship with that person and could have, you know, um, Called her out on it, be like, well, ooh, you know, you you wrong for that, you know, because sometimes that's all it takes to start a conversation, you know, and and to help just kind of redirect the the thought process and get somebody in line. Sometimes that's all it takes is, ooh, you wrong for that, and the sister could have said what, you know, and it could have been. A conversation from that point to educate her Look, when you pray for somebody You pray for God's will Not what you want the person to do Or, you know, just because they're doing something That, that you don't do um, Or something like that But, you know, yes We, we got to get better And if and if you that kind of brother Who um, don't stand in When it it's warranted Then, you know 
you got to take a, a, a deeper look at, you know, at yourself because you, you're not practicing what you preach. Absolutely. Absolutely. Caller 7487. Your mic is live. Welcome. How's it going? It's going good. Thanks for calling. Um, I'm listening, and I found the topic was uh about, you know, being a brother to someone, and, you know, I'm just going to listen in and follow the thoughts while I try to get a better grasp of the subject. Oh, feel free. Your mic is live. Whenever you feel free, interject, please. You're absolutely right. If I pass by you and I see you in, you in need, you need help, you're in distress, and I don't stop to help you, you are absolutely right. I am being a hypocrite. I am just as bad as, in fact, I believe that I am worse than the enemy. Why do I believe that? Because I know you. We have a relationship. You're on the side of the road and I keep going. Period. We're going to welcome Pastor to the line. Welcome. Yes, sir. What can a brother or sister do for me? Is the topic. <laughs> In terms wild. of. <laughs> What was you saying? No, I said that's a wide range, wide ranging topic. What can a brother? I think he said, "What can a brother do for me?" Yeah, essentially. Uh, <laughs> brother, that's a that's a loaded question, man. Um, first and foremost, from where I sit, um, to be honest with you. You're not going to survive without your brother or your sister. You know, uh, in terms of God, He never intended for anybody to succeed or fail or try or live without someone else. And that's why, you know, when He started out, He made Adam. He not long turned around and He made Eve because He said it wasn't good for man to be by himself. It's just not good. You're not. You're not as productive. You're not as joyous. You're not as, you know, uh, there's something that, you know, God made everybody. I, I believe mm-hmm. that, but God didn't give anybody all the gifting. So in other words, mm-hmm. in order for me to live a full life, I need you. I mean, um, you know, if 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 I don't have, you know, if I don't have a barber, I'm going to have a jacked up head. If I don't have a mechanic, I can't go anywhere because my car is not going to survive. I don't know how to do that. You know, uh, there's, thing, there's things that others have that you just don't have. And God never intended for anybody, anybody to live separate. So what can you do for me? Uh, you can do for me what I can't do for myself. 
You can do for me what uh, God put you on this earth to do. You can do for me what makes my life um, more enhanced, if you will. Uh, Even Jesus, when he sent out his disciples, Jesus never, check it out for yourself, he never sent out any disciples by themselves. He at least sent them out two by two, three by three, or whatever, whatever. Uh, And then uh, the Bible would tell you clearly uh, throughout, nobody should be left alone. You you just shouldn't be that way. So what can you do for me? Man, you can make my life so much better, so much easier, so much more fulfilled. Can I live without? Sure I can. But God never intended for that to happen. Um, If I take a vacation, I can enjoy my vacation, but at the same time, uh, if I'm enjoying my vacation, it's not the same if I don't have somebody to come back and tell you know, hey man, you should see this. Or if I don't can't look beside me and say, hey, check this out right here, whatever. You know, God never intended for us to to fly so low. That's that's my take on it, off the cuff, without knowing what you guys are talking about. Man, listen, I think you were eavesdropping or ear hustling because <laughs> everything you just said. We said in the intro as well as throughout the conversation. Wow. All right. Well, this is this was my first shot at it, man. I just um, got a chance to finally get home and dial in. So, um, I'm, I'm, man, listen, if we ever learn to let you do you and let me do me, you know, man, this world would be so much better, man, because I mean, man, there's just some things God just did not give me. There's things that God left out, if you would, so that I would um, need to connect with you and connect with somebody else. So, yeah, man, I love love the topic. Love the topic. So, what I was saying earlier is the term brother or sister is an obligation, not a title. It's more yes, it's an equal importance the relationship as it is the responsibility. Right. Right. Very much so. so. Very much so. We got other callers. Let's see their thoughts. Um, sis, you still with us? Amen. Okay. Well, you said he was ear hustling, but I think so, man. what came to think so. was where there are two or more gathered together in my name, there I will be. Say that. <clears throat> Go ahead and say oh. that. Now you're on it. <laughs> and he might not have been on the phone physically, but he was with us spiritually. Wow. And see, that's one thing about pastor that or in our relationship that people don't realize is if we don't talk every day, if I don't text him every week, every time he and I connect, we're on the same accord. We're on the same level. And that's been practically from day one. 
Yep. Yes, sir. No doubt. So when he and I, well, when I first was talking to him about that concept, about me being his brother, and that's without strings, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, I'm obligated to be there. I will be there. You know, give me the call. Let me know which bag to grab. But I'm coming. That's what brothers are supposed to do. I'm down. Pastor, I need you. I need you, bro. Right now. Five minutes later, my phone rings. What's going on? Good news, or I'm crying, or what have you. That's what brothers are supposed to do. And we didn't come from the same womb. But I believe we came from the same breath. I'm going to let y'all think about that for a minute. Miss Quick, what's your thoughts on that? I think we just hit him with something. That's some good knowledge right there. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, I, I'm speechless right now because that was a good one. We're we'll gonna pass it along, sis. What's your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are we're we're, we're all God's children, and mm-hmm. the sooner we start to respect the truth of that, acknowledge it, appreciate it. Ooh. Then there's gonna be more unity in the community. I agree. Yeah. We we need to stop worrying about the physical and try to better understand the spiritual. Absolutely. As you said early in the conversation that you know, when we became, uh, I guess in a sense, awakened, we start to understand how much the physical is a distraction or um, creates so, so much of a problem for the spiritual. You know, and we start to desire to grow more spiritually because there's, there's you know, you can see far more beauty there. And understand the flaws of this physical life, this this human existence that we're going through. Hmm. Man. Little bro, you on the line listening. What's your thoughts? Well, I pretty much agree with the entire topic, so I had not had much to say. Man, in all the times I've known you, that's been a first. So we're going to keep it going. <laughs> and that is a compliment, by the way. We have to. So kind of piggyback on what Pastor said. As brothers and sisters, we have to rely on each other for something. 
if I lose my sight or my vision, you guys are obligated to redirect me if you are truly my brother or my sister. If I fall weak and fall back into my addiction, you guys are obligated to say, hey, bruh, you got to tighten up. I'm starting to notice. Let's pray. And if you can't offer me anything else, let's hold hands and bring him in the midst. Pastor, what's your thoughts? Look, man, um, you guys are all over this thing. Uh, as as far as I'm concerned, you guys are all over it. You know, the Bible uh, says something pretty amazing. It says it describes us as we are one body in Christ. In other words, uh, because we're one body, it said that we are many members but one body. In other words, um, you may be a thumb, I may be a toe. Miss Quick may be an eye, eye. you know, uh, your little brother may be a, a finger. Because we're one body, if one part uh, is hurt, then all of us are going to feel the pain. And mm-hmm. that's the way it's supposed to be. We're, we're not supposed to go through anything alone. You know, I don't care. If you got a splinter in your finger, that can aggravate you all day. And if you keep picking at it, before you know it, it's going to hurt your hand. If you continue to pick at it, you can get an infection. If you don't not careful with infection, it can get in your blood and affect every part of you. So in other words, right. that's why I said we're one body in Christ. We got to make sure when one of us are hurting that you know we're we're you know we we take care of that because we live in what they call or what we call the United States. And you know I'm 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 not gonna dare try to get political or anything, but. This is the most divided United States I've ever seen in my life. And unfortunately, it's gotten um, racial to where races are divided, uh, churches are divided, husbands and wives are divided, uh, parents and children are divided. But it should never be that way. If I'm your brother, I'm your brother. You know, it's time for us to make sure that we understand what we say. When we say, that's my brother. If that's my brother, I don't have to ask you for help. Whatever you got automatically belongs to me if and when I need it. Because guess what? I'm not just going to ask you for something just because I want it. You know, if you really are my brother, I'm going to respect you. But at the same time, if I'm your brother, I'm not going to let you stay down. I'm not going to let you live beneath your privileges. I'm not going to allow you to sit down and, you know, have a pity party. I'm not going to let you get too arrogant. You know, I'm bold enough to stand up and say, hey, don't forget where you came from. Don't forget who gave you this. You know, when you say you're your brother, you know, everybody needs God. Don't get me wrong. But everybody needs a brother, too. There's nothing wrong with a father, but you need a brother. You need a brother or a sister, whatever. You need a sibling, somebody that you can fight with but sleep with at the same time. And uh, again, man, this is this is a powerful uh, subject, and uh, unfortunately, I feel like there's a lot of us out here that don't have 
Um, I don't uh, sell out to that brother-sister concept because we've been burned and hurt so many times. Absolutely. But even being burned and hurt as your brother, I'm going to forgive that. I'm going to forgive that. Because just like siblings of, of the same blood, you guys fight. You guys have, 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 have thrown bricks and bottles and at each other. But at the end of the day, y'all still sit at the same dinner table and eat. That's what brothers and sisters do. Yep. And I promise you, no siblings have fought like me and my siblings. I was the baby and probably fought all of them, all of them that was older than me. But I love them to this day, and they know if they ever need me to fight with them or fight for them. Well, the old me, I'll be there. But right now, I stand in the pain and pray with you. And truthfully, if you come down to that other thing, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to do that too. But that's what brothers and sisters do. That's what we do. You can't get, you can't only be there when, when I'm celebrating, when I'm popping bottles, when I'm, you know, throwing money at the strippers. You can't only be there there. You got to be there when I'm sad. When I don't know how I'm going to get through. When I'm feeling weak. That's all I'm saying. Miss Quick, what's your thoughts? Um, I agree with everything everybody's saying. I think part of the problem is, you know, we've we've gotten too careless with how we use the word brother and sister. I mean, even something as, you know, simple as friend. Um, people use the word and they don't have a true meaning behind it because, you know, like like you just said, as, as a brother, you know, we can, we can fight and still sit at the same dinner table. Well, nowadays, somebody will call you their brother, fight with you, you know, tell lies on you, call you everything but a child of God, and not want to talk to you anymore. You know what I'm saying? But they, mm-hmm. pro, they, they sit up there and claim to be your brother. Well, if you're my brother, one, you're going to come to me and talk to me in practice, you know, praise in public, you know, and chastise in private kind of thing. You know, if that's what you're going to do, then that's how we that's how we do it. If I'm doing something wrong or stepping out of line, you're going to come to me and you're going to address that with me. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're my brother, we're going to be able to reconcile and, and meet halfway with that, with whatever I need to straighten up on and move forward. But that's if you're my brother. You know, but people, again, I think the term is used too loosely nowadays. And then, like I said earlier, you know, some people, they, they kind of pick and choose, you know, especially when it comes to the brother thing. They pick and choose, you know, when they want to be your brother, you know. Um, and it's not, and it's not all in accordance with the word. Like the the Bible doesn't 
place limitations on who can be a brother and who can't be a brother. The Bible doesn't say, well, the brother on the right has to love the brother on the left. And the brother mm-hmm. on the left doesn't mm-hmm. have to do that. The Bible says, love thy brother. Well, that's everybody. Um, so, and, and I don't even know how you work to change that. I guess, you know, it's just just one person or one relationship, one individual at a time. But, you know, it's just one of those things to where we have to kind of go back and relearn what the term brother and sister mean and what obligations come along with that. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's plenty of obligation that, that comes along with, you know, there's responsibility that comes along with those terms. Once again, you don't you don't pick your neighbors and you don't pick your family. You know what I mean? Period. But you embrace all the same. And the obligation is just as great. The responsibility is just as great. Like I said, when I'm feeling down, that doesn't necessarily mean you come fix it. Maybe that's our opportunity to, to grow spiritually with each other, to, to, to challenge our faith, to heighten it to the next level. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you kind of got to think of, think of it like a, I don't know, forgive me for my ignorance on this, but, you know, when you're running track and you're passing the, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What's that what's that relay? Is that a relay race? It's a relay race, that? yes. Okay, so when you when you're in a relay race, you can't win a relay race by yourself. You no, got you, cannot. you know, you got it. You got you got one coming behind you to give it to you and you take off and then you gotta take off and give it to the next. In my mind, it's the brother and the sister, you know, relationship work exactly the same. We all in this together. You win if I win. And if you win, I win, you know, and vice versa. But you can't go to the top without me. You know, let me let me do my part and help you get there, you know. Um, I think that that's how theoretically it should work. And I think it's a very simple concept. But we must remove the, the carnal, right? We must remove the flesh. We must remove the ego and continuously keep the spirituality, continuously to keep God there so that way we stay true to our ultimate obligations. Right. Pastor, what's your thoughts about that? No, I think it, I think um, you're dead on it. I mean, that's just the way that, uh, to be honest, that's the way God ordained for it to be. And, um, Again, we've come up with these um, loose definitions, uh, you know, and sometimes, and I'm, I'm going to ruffle a few feathers right here, but, you know, um, every now and then it gets to where in order for you to use that word brother, if you're going to be my brother, first of all, because I'm a black man, you've got to be black. But I heard this, la- I heard this lady say one time, and this, 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 this this did it for me. She said, "Everybody that's your color ain't your kind. Everybody that's your kind ain't your color." And so, you know, I got some white brothers and sisters, some yellow brothers and sisters, and 
things of that nature, man. So we need to go back and redefine. No, 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 not redefine. We need to go back and define, you know, um, uh, who is your brother, you know, uh, just because they were from, from the same place you came from may not be your brother. Grew up in the same household as you may not be your brother. You know, you never know. Um, I didn't come in contact with Quick until, you know, um, many, many years after I've gone through whatever, whatever, whatever. But, you know, once God brought him into my life, I knew that was my brother, you know. And so uh, you don't ever stop or you shouldn't stop um, um, finding new brothers, finding new sisters, you know, uh, or whatever, whatever. So I, I just think I think you guys are on it. As far as I'm concerned, that's how I personally feel about it. Because um, I think that's the way God, you know, uh, uh, made it. Because Cain, the Bible said, Cain and Abel, they were they were brothers. They were blood brothers. They were biological brothers. But um, one of them got jealous of his own brother and killed him. And and uh, the Bible said God asked him, say, what's up with you? You know, where's your brother at? And he looked at God and said, am I my brother's keeper? You know, it was like, well, apparently not. You killed him, you know. And that brings up the point right there. When I am my brother's keeper, I will not purposely hurt him. I will not destroy him. I will not do anything that's going to cause him to error. I will not do it. I won't be jealous of him. I will not try to outdo him. I will not, not if I'm his brother, nowhere in the world. Why would I try to outdo my brother when, if he's really my brother, my brother's success is my success. My brother's possessions are my possessions. So I don't have to do that. You know, my brother and I, what we are doing is creating and generating even more wealth. You know, <laughs> it's amazing we how we fight one against another. It's, it's, it's amazing. Sure. It's amazing. You know, Hispanic folk, uh, just, you can just, in, uh, in, um, Indian folk, you know, they're not, I'm not, you know, trying not to be prejudiced or anything. You know, they learn how to work together. They may live 10 in a house. They may, you know, all own the same business. They may have the same bank account. They may ride in the same vehicle. They may use the same wallet. I don't know, but they work together. But a lot of times I see my people. My people, I can't say everybody, but my people, and we got that crab mentality. You're not going to go any higher than than I go. No, no, you're not going to do that. We're going to compete against each other instead of working with each other. So are we really brothers if we're pulling each other down? Are we really, mm-hmm. really brothers whenever Quick tells me something and, I, you know, I go and I share it with someone else? Are we really mm-hmm. brothers if I go and I try to, you know, uh, 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 hit on Quick's woman while he ain't looking. Come on now. I had a brother that, that passed away recently, in the last three months actually. And um, after he passed away, he called. Well, before he passed away, he asked me to do his eulogy. Blah blah blah. All that, all But since that brother passed away, you know, his wife said something to me last week that disturbed me. She said, "You know," she said, "since he passed away, you are the only one that asked me how am I really doing." And said, what can I do? You're the only one that's reached out to my children. You're the only one that called me on a consistent basis 
Now, I'm not trying to get at the sister or nothing like that. It's really not that way. But the truth of the matter is, if I told him that you are my brother, even though he's not on this earth, he's still my brother. He's mm-hmm. still my brother. He's still my brother. And we say, you know, to death do us part. Well, his death has happened, but not mine. So I'm not going to stop being his brother. I'm not going to call his wife and say, hey, girl, you know, I know it's been a minute. You know, why don't you come over here and lay your head on my shoulder? Nah, I ain't trying to I ain't trying to hear that. I ain't trying to see that. Right. You know, I'll see her and I'll say, you know what? Those tires looking a little slick on your car. You need to go get some. I tell you what, um, go see this guy. I know he'll do you right. He won't take advantage of you. You know, I'll see his son and I'll say, hey, man, you're having your business? And if he's doing it, great. If he's not doing it, I'll say, well, listen, I, you know, I need to holler at you for a minute. I can't take his dad's place, but because I'm his brother, I'm supposed to do what a brother's supposed to do. And, you know, if uh, if they don't have anything to eat and I got something to eat, they got something to eat. Why? Because that Absolutely. was my brother. That was my brother, plain and simple. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And so when we say that's my brother, that shouldn't just be a term of endearment. It shouldn't just be something that we say to get attention. It shouldn't be something that we say just because, you know, that's just the topic of the day or whatever. Hey, man, don't tell me you're my brother, and I call you at 2 a.m. and you don't answer. Don't tell me you're right, my brother right. when I fall in that hole and you come and look at me asking me how I got in the hole. No, even if I'm in jail and I'm your brother, I could be wrong, just absolutely, completely wrong, but you need to come see me. You need to come mm-hmm. see me. Tell me I'm wrong, but keep coming see me, seeing me. Don't stop loving me because I messed up. I have a question for you. Now, I know uh, in the book of Ruth, it talks about something similar. Why don't you uh, give us that? What, which which one are you talking? There's so many in there, man. With, uh, <laughs> with, with Boaz, with Boaz, uh, when I think yeah, he I died, and and oh, well, go ahead on this. <laughs> Get to me. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. Basically, what happened was you had three widow women that were living together. You had the mother and the two daughter-in-laws. All three of their husbands died, and the two daughter-in-laws decided. I'm going to live with my mother-in-law. We're going to follow her. And they followed to a point. And then one of them's like, look, I ain't, you know, I don't mean to be, you know, um, ugly or nothing, but uh, the, the, the the mother-in-law told him, said, look, I'm an old woman, and I'm not having no more children. And even if I did, they would be too young for y'all to marry. So y'all might as well go ahead and go your own way. And she was just, it was just a test. She was just throwing it at him. One woman said, her name was Arpa, uh, said, you know what? She's right. I'm going back home. I ain't, I ain't, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't deal with this. But there was another one, and she said, no, uh, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to stay with you. She told the old woman, said, look, wherever you go, you know I'm going. Whoever your God is, that's going to be my God. What you eat, that's what I'm going to eat. And because they were yoked up like that, that old lady led her directly to a wealthy person in a wealthy place and literally told her, this is what you do when you go even lay down with the man. This is what you do, and this is what you do, and on and on and on. And this lady ended up being one of the wealthiest people on the face of the earth, all because uh, she was yoked up with the right person. And that's what it's all about right there. You don't, you don't turn your back just because of death. Come on, man. We take a vow and say, to death do us part. 
Whose death? Whose death? Mine, okay? So nothing wrong if somebody, their wife or their spouse passes away and you remarry. I have no problem with that. I really don't. I have absolutely no problem with that at all. But at the same time, man, uh, if my brother passes away, I still feel in my heart I have an obligation to his family to make sure that, you know, all is well with them. Now, obviously, she may not accept that or she may reject it, but I'm, if nothing else, I'm not going to stop praying for him. You know, I'm going to send some money in the mail. I know she won't take it from me, you know, because uh, you know, she know I don't have a lot. You know, she's not going to take it directly from me. So what I can do is go to the next city, mail it to her address, don't put a name on it, you know, and and leave it like that, you know. But you gotta you gotta mean it when you say I'm your brother, or I'm your sister. You gotta mean it. You you gotta you gotta mean it, man. You got you gotta mean that thing. Because again, it's a responsibility. It's an obligation. It's an honor. It's a privilege. Um, and it's also an example of what love really is supposed to be about. So. Uh, being a brother, being a sister, you know, needing one another, that's a powerful thing to have. I agree. And the sister made mention earlier of, of agape love, you know. Yes, sir. And, and, and you know, as as humans, we may fall short in that situation or being able to love on that level because usually, you know, it's it's always a, a, a condition, but that ain't how God intended for us to love. No, <laughs> no, no. There's several different types of love, and uh, and that's what we're calling. Matter of fact, you know, you got um, a love called Philea, and what it's, it's named after the city of Philadelphia, and it's called brotherly love. But that's just friendship, basically. Then you've got, you know, you've got so many different types of love, man. Um, but you have to be careful because there's only one genuine love, and that's that unconditional, ain't nothing you could do to mess this thing up. Ain't nothing you could do. He called me all kind of names, kick me to the curb, slap me, talk about me, all kind of stuff, but I'm going to be right there. And that's the love God has for us. And that's the love he wants us to have for each other. But rarely do we have it. Rarely, rarely, rarely. And that's that agape love. Yes, sir. All day. All right. Because that's the covenant of God, the love that God has for humans, mm-hmm. as well as the human reciprocal love for God. You're the only- term necessarily extends to the love of one's fellow man. That's how it's supposed to be ideally or, or theoretically. That's how it's supposed to be. Right, wrong, or indifferent. <laughs> That's the way it's supposed to be. But again, you'd be surprised what we call love. Most of us are, are in eros. We're not even in love. That's why we get married. Eros is a type of love that comes from the word erotic. That means it's sexual love. You know, we get our the back of our head blown off, and we swear out we're in love. You ain't in love. You ain't in love. <laughs> 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 I guess we ain't supposed to go there. 
we ain't supposed to go there. No, no, you can go. We go there. No, we go there. No, sir. Nah. It's real talk. Nah. All right, now. We had to switch positions, man. You got to come in this pulpit, and I got to go out in the street. Don't. Well, it's enough room out here for both of us. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I'm telling you, but again, that's what we do. Eros is a type of love. It's an erotic type of love. It's, you know, I was intimate with you, and then all of a sudden, you know, now I'm in love with you. I can't get enough of you. I want to talk to you. And, oh, they're the greatest thing. They're not great. Their loving is great. And, you know, uh, because at the end of the day, if it's so good, you know, what's going to happen whenever you meet somebody that's got something that's better? She might have a different trick. She may have put her left foot uh, in the ceiling fan while you just put your toe in the ceiling fan. You got to be careful with all that, man, because the agape says, if you can't, don't even have a ceiling fan. If I can't even flip you, if you don't do nothing for me, if everything is not working, I'm still going to love you. I got your back. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Uh, God bless. Have a great time. Love you. Five nine three nine. What's your thoughts on this? Hey, um, I switched phones. One of them was dying. Were you talking to me? Yes. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Um, so happy to hear, Pastor. Chime in. Um, it was it, it's just great. He's always right on point. Did you come up with a new question? I'm sorry, I was away from the phone for just a second. No, I was just going to ask you what was your thoughts on on what he just said. You know, uh, we'd like to get everybody input. I, I love it uh, when when he comes on and and it's like he just links. All of you know, he links it up and 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 uh, he just ties it all together. Uh, to, to he takes our ropes and ties them together to make it a stronger force. That's that's Pastor, that's my brother, Miss Quick. What's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm like that. What he comes in and you know, he. Is he he hit the nail on the head, you know. Um, one thing that that comes to mind that I want to ask about is, you know, when when someone says, you know, you're my brother, and you know, d- doesn't there too have to be a sense of loyalty when, you know, commitment kind of when someone says that. I personally believe so. Okay. Like I said, when, when right, wrong, get different. If I'm, I'm loyal to you, if I, I love you, I'm gonna be loyal to you. I'm gonna respect you. You know, whether we are similar or whether we're different, I'm gonna be there, and I'm gonna tell you you're wrong. But we are going to get through this. I may not agree with the path that you're taking, but you fell in that hole. I'm not gonna ask you what you're doing down here, like Pastor just said. I'm gonna reach down and give you this hand to help you up. I'm gonna give you this vine to help pull you up. And hell, if I can't pull you up, shit, I might lay down there with you. 
That's what's up. That's what's up. For, for me personally, the the concept of of saying you're my brother, you're my sister, um, is <laughs> so far reaching. Um, I like to put it like this. This is how I see it. This is how you know. Quit getting ready to quit on me right now. You're gonna say, you know what? I am not your brother. I'll just be your friend or whatever. And that's cool. We can do that quick. But check this out. When 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 somebody tells me that you are my brother, the only thing that's the only bond that's stronger than that is two of them. One is my relationship with God, and the second one is my relationship with my wife. Because when Quick said that I'm your brother, in other words, we just took a vow one to another. We just come in to 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 communion with another. It's almost as if we were standing at the altar. See, Quick, I ain't going to the altar with you, bro. I ain't kissing you. We ain't that close, Negro. But let me tell you, let me tell you. You know what? I'll go to the altar with you to, 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 to make sure that you good, to make sure you go ahead and say I do. <laughs> I'll be right there with you. I ain't going to abandon you. you. I'm going to make sure that you jump we, that broom. Oh, I look good. Yeah, okay, we can jump the broom, bro. We can do that. But no, seriously, that's how I, I see that. I take it that seriously. You know, if I said that I'm going to be committed to my spouse, you know, uh, I'm taking a vow with that person, and I'm saying, look, we're in this together. We are in this thing together. To death do us, but we are in this thing. That's how deep it is for me. And and for a lot of people, I don't have a problem. You just, I think, have to clearly identify um, what that word is for you. So for me, it's that in depth. It's, 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 as she just said, uh, it's... Um, it's it's about commitment. It's about loyalty. It's about sacrifice. It's about you know when you say your prayers, you include me. You include me. When you fail, guess what? I'm going down with you to help pick you back up. When you succeed, guess what? I'm just as successful as you. That's what this thing means, um, as far as I am concerned. You know, and you have the right to correct me. You have the responsibility to correct me. You're obligated to correct me, but you're also obligated to receive correction from me, and that's Absolutely. the way it is. So that's my definition of it. But I think before anybody goes into a a, a relationship, I think it needs to be defined and say, "Hey, man, you you good? Good to see you. Uh, I'll holler at you next week. If you just got a next week relationship, that's good." There's nothing wrong with that. But just because someone says, for instance, quick, if he, you know, if he says he's my brother, you know, I may not talk to him every week. Or there may be times I talk to him at 1 a.m., you know, but either way it goes, he's still my brother. And if I don't talk to him for a while, when we do hook up, there ain't going to be no love loss. We're going to pick up. We're going to move forward. You know, it is what it is. So if I don't talk to him for a month solid, but I call him at 2 a.m. and say, hey, man, I'm halfway to your spot, I need you to meet me, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, then he got to square it away with his wife and say, okay, this is what's going on, you know, and I noticed I didn't leave her out. I did not leave her out. He got to square that with his wife because I'm not to take the place of his wife. I'm not to interfere with his family. And if I love him, I'm not going to do anything other than enhance his family. I'm not going to take away from him. And so whenever Miss Quick get in trouble, then Miss Quick needs to know one of the first people I need to call 
It's not the attorney, not the public defender, not, you know, I need to call him because I know if, if anybody's going to get to him, it'll be him. I can be honest with him about that. And that's what it's all about right there. So if I'm really your brother, then your spouse ought to know that I'm your brother. Your spouse, you shouldn't hide that fact. You shouldn't hide that. So, again, man, we've gotten deeper into the weeds with this thing. But, again, that's my definition. And I encourage everybody that's listening to examine, you know, all of your relationships because I'm sure you've got 2,000 Facebook friends, but be honest with yourself. What's their favorite drink? Can you call them at 2 a.m.? You know, that that's, that's, that's my deal right there. See, I know Quick likes a cigar. I know that I don't like cigars, but he's still my dog. That's my boy. That's my brother. I'm good with that. Yeah, right. That's the way it works, you know. And you you gotta under you gotta know that you gotta understand that underneath, you know, say a tough exterior, there ain't nothing but real love there. There's nothing but real love there. You know, I tell my congregation all the time: if you hear of me being pulled over and I had 12 women in the car, marijuana and cocaine, then you ought to just laugh at them and go ahead and get me out of jail because you know that wasn't me. But if you pull me over and I had a honey bun in there and some potato chips and a movie and I was weaving all over the road laughing at it or whatever, then, yeah, that was probably me. In other words, I'm trying to get my congregation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to get them to say, okay, I'm your pastor, but do you really know me? Do you really know? You don't know me. You know what I do for you. You know my responsibility in your life, but you don't even know me. You don't. You don't know. You don't know me because if you knew me, you wouldn't be all shocked whenever I say something that uh, is not too churchy. <laughs> you know, you got to know me. You you got to know me. So um, again, this is not the topic, man. I don't mess y'all all up tonight. I should have just stayed off this line, but. Um, as usual, I end up getting more than everybody else. No, nah, you you did you did right because, like you said, if you call me and you say, "Hey, they got me," that's all you got to say. I don't need to know the, the the situation. I don't need to know about the twelve women, the marijuana, the cocaine, the honey bun, the movie, the popcorn, <laughs> you swerving. None of that matters. <laughs> Only thing that matters is they got you where you at. <laughs> And I expect you to come. <laughs> and I'm coming. Miss Quick, you already know, pass the call. I'll uh I'll call you when I get there or I'll call you on the way back. And that's and that's telling her because she know how we are. She know whatever go happen, go happen, but we gonna make it out on the other side and I'm gonna call you on the way back. Don't ask no details. Cause mm. that's my brother. Yes, sir. But me knowing my brother, how he, I know him, he not going to call me if he done really screwed up like talking about it, unless he really, really screwed up. Yeah. Because he knows he's going to have to answer those questions. We got to have that talk. That's going to be the longest ride. Man. Yeah. Because, <laughs> bro, you know you were dead ass wrong. Man, what you was thinking, man? A honey boy? A honey boy. You know your diabetes acting up. You know your cholesterol <laughs> high enough. But that's what brother's supposed to do. 
Now all they say, man, it was fat free. They told me it was fat free. Listen, bro. We supposed to step in for each other. Now, and that same token, like you said earlier, when you feeling bad and when you down, I'm down and feeling bad with you. I'm not gonna yeah. be celebrating that you down. No, we're gonna cut this party short because my brother down. Now we're gonna put this uh 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 gangster lead on and we go, you know, turn it down because we all about to sit here and be depressed together because my brother's sad. When he get back up, now we go turn the party back up. We go put on a gangster party or, or Kurt Franklin, whatever you want to hear, and, get, and commence to celebrate. <laughs> but either way it goes, however my brother feeling, that's how I'm supposed to be feeling. Now, granted, once we pray about it and we done left it in God's hand, now we can commence the party because we know it's going to be okay. But sometimes that's the only thing we got to do is step in and say, bro, here, man, let me let me have that shoulder real quick, man. Or, or, or here, let's grab hands or, or grab shoulders, whatever it's got to be so we can bring God in the midst. That's what brothers do. Or that's what sisters do. That's what I got out of it. I just want to say, I just want to say, I've never been more speechless in the entire show. And why is that, my brother, my young brother? Man, mostly I agree with pretty much a lot of the points. I mean, other than some hilarious pop culture references I wanted to make, I was like, you know, that's, that's the idea. You got to be there for your brothers, you got to be there for your sisters. I like how Pastor was saying, everybody who you Kin ain't your color. Everybody who your color ain't your kin. I got a friend who just called me a few hours back. I mean, total dicky white girl, but like we're like brother and sister. We get on each other's nerves. We're there for each other. We need it. She done helped me out, and I needed a uh, I needed a few things. I helped her out. Her and all the damn litter of kids she got running around. But you know, that's that's actually a you know a solid relationship we had. Same with my friend I'm hanging out with right now. You know, at the shop we've been that we've been through the the trenches, and now we on the rise, and, and you know it's all love. So, like, I really just I didn't have much else to say. I mean, I just say from personal perspective, when my friends are feeling down, that's not allowed. I'm gonna put my foot in the ass, and yet if you don't like cheer up, I'm gonna go put my foot in the ass of your problem so you cheer up. But it's like that's just being there for them, like you know having that kind of fun. So, yeah. And, and that's necessary, too, you know, to get up off your face, you know what I mean? Like, you know, in this situation, you know, pray for them or, and then you move forward because y'all know that it's going to be done. You know, when you go talk to that friend who, who's who's down, you tell them, look here, you know you're going to get through this or everything's going to be all right. Those words of encouragement based on whatever you have to to, to back that up, be it faith or spirituality or what have you, or maybe just knowing. But it's it's one of the same. You still got to be right there with them. You're not going to go and celebrate, like I said earlier, you know, when they're down. No, nah, you're going to be down with them. And then y'all going to get up together. One hundred percent, man, one hundred percent. So, Miss Quick, give me some input on that. Give me, give us some insight, us, us, us young people. Give you some insight on 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 what? On on what you just heard. Yeah, I mean that's it. 
you know, you we we started off talking about it earlier, you know. What can my brother or sister do for me? And I think the first thing that we said we talked about is is hold you accountable. Um, when you're sad, when you're mad, you know, if you gotta go put your foot in their butt, then 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 do that. Um, you gotta love them. You know, not like Pastor said that. What do you call it? The Aerials. Not like that. You gotta you gotta have that agape love for them. You know, um, all of it. You know, all of it. You gotta and and you gotta know that when you use the term brother. You know, that comes with an obligation. It comes with a commitment. It comes with loyalty. Um, you gotta you gotta pick up that phone at two AM. When you when you roll over and, and you don't wanna open your eyes, you gotta pick it up. And if it's your brother calling then you, you gotta show up. Um, because they're gonna do the same thing for you. You know, and husband, you and I just had a conversation a couple of days ago, you know, about that. You know, it's it's you know, I have blood brother and sister, and and they're not to me what I am to them. You know, like, and that, but that's just we're not built the same way. So you you have to, you know, you you also have to kind of be that brother or sister to the one, you know, that that's going to be that for you as well. Um, and if they're not, then you can't expect it. So all of it, all of it, it's good stuff. Well, there you have it. Now, Pastor, go ahead on and and and, quote and bring it on back full circle, so we can bring it on home. Hey, man, plain and simple. Again, for me is you know, I need you just to survive, man. I need you in order to be my very best. Again, can I can I live? Without you, sure I can, but I, 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 I won't live my best life, you know, without you. You know, God intended for you to be a part of my life. He knew who I would need and why I would need them, you know. And for me personally, my brother is not someone I choose. It's someone that was chosen for me. It's almost like, you know, for instance, when I met Quick, you know, it was like I've been knowing this guy and never met this guy, you know, and that, that, that lets me know that God knitted us in the spirit realm, you know, um, and, and that's just the way that it is, you know, and, and, you know, the world may call it a, a bromance, you know, not romance, but a bromance, whatever, whatever, that's all cool, and hearing baby brother over there talk about, you know, the, 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 the young lady that, you know, um, that that's his sister, you know. He has the right, as he says, to take the foot and put it where he has to put it. That's, he has that right. That that he has that right. She apparently has given him that right to do that. And I'm sure he does not like everything she does, but at the same time, he's always there for her. And I applaud you for that. And I especially applaud you for the fact that you stepped outside the box. And my brother don't always have to be. A man, you know, my brother can be my sister. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you're not always, you know, sometimes I guess it could happen, but you're not always romantically involved in them. It's just I'm there for you. I'm, I am there for you. And it does get awkward from time to time. Um, 
and that's another topic on another day. If my wife had, uh, she had her, her brother, she had her brother that she goes to for everything. Okay, when we have problems as husband and wife, and she run to her brother. Okay, if I don't understand this concept that we talked about tonight, you know, they're going to be some furniture moving around our house. And uh, so it's just a lot to this subject, man. But, again, God said that we are one body in Christ. And he said we're one body, but we've got many members. In other words, I don't care what part of the body you are, you're just as important as the other part. The head seems like that's the most important part, but guess what? The head can think about all the thoughts it wants to think, send out all the signals it wants to send. But if the foot does not cooperate, then the head's going to end up on the floor. So you got to understand mm. that no matter what part of the body you are, you are important. You are significant. And if you are my brother, then you are still my brother. You know, uh, regardless to what you have or where you are or anything else, you are my brother. And 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 we got to leave it right there. And 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 you know sometimes one brother advances and they forget the other brother. Yeah, it wasn't real to begin with. It wasn't real to begin with. You know, so let's let's remember that, y'all. Let's let's examine our relationships and say, okay, you know, are they in there in my contacts for the right reason? Why do I really have them there? Who who you know? Can you really name ten people that? has got your back, 10 people that really are your backbone, 10 people that will make you stand up right. You know, can you really name that many people? Unfortunately, I'm sad to say I can't do it. I, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I wish I could, but I can't do it. You know, uh, my children can't be my brother. That's my children. They're not supposed to be my brother. That's my kids. That's my kids. So, um you know, quick is 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 you know <laughs> almost running ISO right now, which means he has a tremendous amount of responsibility. He just can't call anybody else and say, "Hey, our brother's down." Nah, <laughs> nah. Quick got to quick got to be on point real quick. So um, that's my take on it, man. Listen, everybody's got something to add, and um, be proud of those that you call brother. I agree 100%. And uh, truthfully, there's nothing else to be said. Uh, we'll go ahead and <laughs> and close it out, man. That's, that's oh, man. I, I almost don't want to end it. I, I almost believe we need to uh, part two this thing Thursday so we can uh, bring it on back home full of circles. And we're going to challenge all the brothers to call in, man. So uh, you can you can you can be challenged upon your oath and obligation to one another, to each other, because we have to and ancestors. Don't get me wrong, but we have to know who we have in our in our corner. And if you don't call in, it's almost like like I got to go ahead and uh, cut you off because you ain't. You ain't on it, like Pastor said. I don't. I don't. Ten people. Wow. I don't. I don't. Nah. I don't know ten people that I could. I could call on. For for anything, prayer or whatever, words of encouragement or or even advice. 
So we we got we got to do that, man. We gotta we gotta tap into this thing so we can continue to to hone, continue to nurture that brother sister relationship, so that that obligation and that responsibility will be stronger. What you think, brother? What do you think about that, Pastor? I'm with you. I'm with you 100%, man. I think it's sad that, you know, um, <laughs> we can't find 10 people. I think that's I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed about that. I mean, I'm really embarrassed about that. I, I don't know what kind of butthole I am that I don't have, you know, but one brother, one or two brothers, man. I mean, you know, that's I'm, I need some help. I need, you know, I'm I'm probably not doing something right. I, maybe I, I don't know. I, that that disturbs me. One or two brothers and probably a host of friends and even more associates. Yes, sir. That's it. Multiple acquaintances of that. I get it. That's, but still, that that is just that that term. You know, I can't get up and, and answer the phone for everybody who called me at two in the morning. I can't be there for everybody. You know what I mean? But the brother, my brother, no. You call me, I'm coming. So maybe that's the issue right there. We gotta we gotta clear clarify the lines. Because everything is so blurred right now. Maybe that's the issue right there. You got it. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Well, next week we go clarify the line. I'm sorry, Thursday we'll clarify the line. We go, we go draw the line in the sand and say this is what it is. <laughs> well, you so, you know I'll you know I'll be late. I'll be out doing my thing, man. But as soon as I can get there, I'll I'll hold it down. I know you will. And uh, as soon brother. as I get back on back on as soon as I get back on Earth, man, I'll I'll call. <laughs> dig that, dig that. So. We'll go through our usual, make sure everybody's hearts and minds clear, and then we'll go have Pastor go ahead and do his thing. So we'll start with uh, my spirit mate, Miss Quick. Your heart and mind clear? Yes, thank you. My wife, my sister, I love you. Little bro, your heart and mind clear? Thanks, Pastor. All right. Pastor, your heart mind clear? No doubt, yes sir. Okay, well go ahead and press out, man. All right, brother. Lord, thank you so much for the conversation on tonight. Thank you for all the input. Thank you for all the listening ears. Uh, I do understand how little brother over there feels. Sometimes you know, you don't have anything to say. You just you know, it's your time to listen for that season. It doesn't mean it agrees with everything. It doesn't mean that it disagrees. So I admire him and I respect him for the stance that he took on uh, tonight. Now, God, a lot was said on tonight, um, and it's not about a Bible lesson. It's not about, you know, uh, or anything like that. It's all about truth. It's all about the way it's supposed to be. And so, God, some kind of way we got this concept messed up. We uh, sometimes, you know, redefine what you know you define initially and so god i'm I'm asking that tonight that 
somebody heard something that will cause them to say, you know what, the person I've been calling my brother, that may not be my brother. That just may be a friend. That may just be an associate. And Lord, help us to understand that sometimes, sometimes, God, people may not be our brother. It may be our assignment. It may be somebody we just need to help along the way. It may be somebody we just need to pray for. Because when they're our brother, God, that thing is reciprocal, God. I give, they give. I need, they provide. I provide, they need. Whatever, God, there is no ending to it. And so, God, thank you so much for making that clear. I pray, God, that this won't disturb any relationships, but I pray that this will help to really define relationships. Now, God, we're getting off of this line, but I pray that this um, uh, session is a time release. I pray, God, that we got a dose while we're on here, but just like any good medication, within the next hour, it's going to hit somebody else and speak again to somebody else. Thank you so much, God, for this forum. Thank you, for God, for Quick. Thank you for his wife. Thank you for everybody that makes this thing move forward. It's about you, God. It's not about us. doesn't matter how many episodes. does not matter about the success. It's still all about you. Thank you, God. Keep us in your care. Cover us in your blood. And, Lord, bring us back together on Thursday. I ask these things. I believe these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Family, we must help each other, love one another. I'm your keeper. I am your brother. Peace until Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Keep God first, and it's all love. Peace.